the Spot Track Podcast, talking sports contracts, the salary cap, and business of sports. Welcome to the SpotTrack.com podcast. I'm Kevin Sylvester, along with Paul Peck. We are from BuffaloSportsPage.com. Of course, the show's based in Buffalo, as is the founder of SpotTrack.com, Mike Gennetti here. And we are, we got a lot to talk about. Globally. Of, we are, this is a global show. We're, we're going to go to the West Coast to start this show off. That just shows mm-hmm. you how global the show is. Well, that's uh, national, like global, if global. someone's listening to us in Japan. Well, <laughs> right. Which I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure. Spot tracks web traffic somehow bounces off yeah. something in Japan and makes its way back here anyway. So it is global. Well, we'll have to get it uh, dubbed in subtitles. <laughs> Matter of fact, I did a I did a corporate video recently for somebody, and they they uh, had a guy dub it over in Portuguese. So nice. I'll show it to you boys. Nice. Where I'm talking, but it's in Portuguese. You're not and, bilingual, no. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> I'm not. But, and you watch it; it looks like a Godzilla movie. The old ones, right? That's right. Where I'm talking and they, the voice uh, is off and all that. I yeah, love that. it's out of sync a little bit. But right. the guy tried. The guy did a great job. Ke- Kevin, you must continue <laughs> podcast now. <laughs> I will continue. I don't even know what that was. That, um, was my, that was my Godzilla character impersonation. Awesome. Like, you know, there's a new Godzilla movie out, by is the Is there? It's coming out. And it's got the girl from um, Stranger Things in it. Yeah. Eleven. Yeah. Is in it? They should have actually have eleven in Godzilla movie. I like that. That'd be good, but I'm not sure they could fit it under the movie cap with yeah. that. So that's, that brings that's got to be the next part of Spot Tracks uh, no. expansion would no. be, you know, movie star salaries and things like that. No, but uh, every every so often I will kind of uh, dive into that and do some comparisons. Uh, for sure. it's it's not as far. No. From NFL salaries and professional basketball salaries, I mean, only your, only they're your about the ones. same sometimes. Yeah, well, only like your Jim right. Carries and them are making like twenty right. million a year yeah. per movie. There's like thing, a so. there's like a superstar core yeah. of movie stars, and then everybody else is like offensive linemen. Well, yeah. right. When you think about it, well, that's true, right? I mean, supporting cast is the yeah. offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. Right. The quarterbacks are the lead actors. Yep. Right? A rookie wage scale. Yeah. Rookie wage scale with it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Go. They got to be in a union. Right, yeah. Screen Actors Guild. To, how about uh, how about you can expand it? We can call it Spotlight Track. No. Okay. All right. Well, Paul, Pen- Pen- <laughs> that's right. Exactly. All right. Hey, we are going to start out west, and we're not going to start in football because we are coming down. Uh, fall is great because you know you have the NFL mm-hmm. starting. Hockey's about to get underway. NBA camps will open up here in about a week. Uh, we have the baseball playoffs coming up, so we're going to talk some baseball uh, with a guy, Mike Trout, mm-hmm. who is. Arguably, we've argued before. Well, we I've been argued. Mike there hasn't has, been a lot of argument about it. Mike has made the case that he could be the all-time greatest baseball player. Yeah, I'm still on that track. By the not way. just not just outfielder, but all-time greatest baseball player. I'm with. I'm still with it. I'm with you too. I'm still it. with it. I'm with you too. Um, he, he took a month off, and he's still the third best WAR in baseball. He I, was he was on pace for the greatest all time, and they've tracked that back. I I get to you. The DiMaggio's I, and all that. I've so. got to I've got to see it. I got to see it through his career through well, before I anoint him. So that's a perfect way to, way to start this conversation because you haven't seen it. <laughs> Correct. Right? right. You haven't seen enough Mike Trout, and that's fine. You know, and that's sort of baseball's buzzword right now. Is, and I can't know, stay awake past 930. These, superstar, <laughs> these superstars <laughs> are, are out there, right? And we're seeing, we're seeing plenty of Aaron Judge when he's healthy, and we're seeing Mookie Betts on, these, on the East Coast. But these West Coast guys are getting drowned away, which brings us to what's next for Mike Trout because this past week there's been a lot of buzz about the potential of the Angels offering him a lifetime contract, which made me stop because I don't know what that means. 
And I've been doing this my for first thought is, years. is it a lifetime contract until he dies or is it like my washing machine, okay. which is like a six year lifetime? So contract. I've spoken. I've spoken to some people and I've read a lot here <laughs> because that was my thinking, too. And there are there are people that think either. There are people that think that this potentially does have what we discussed with Aaron Rodgers, which could have some some team allocation, some 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 retirement money, all sure. of that built in. And I'm here to say no way. Well, there, I'm here to say no way. There have been lifetime contracts in sports before. To what degree? Beyond playing days? I mean, we're talking beyond playing days here? Because then that kind of gets into an odd yeah, I think, salary I think, cap situation as well, too. I right? think. Well, I, I want to say they're, they're like a lifetime personal services contract. Right. Right, so it's outside. I mean, maybe it's after the player. Didn't Jim Kelly have something like that? Doesn't really? he have something like that with the Bills? Mm. I mean, he's an employee. He's of just the a team, consultant now, or what? Like, I well, he's like I, an ambassador. You know, he's yeah, like, yeah. I, you know, I mean, again, Mike. Whenever those things come up, the the first thing you hear is, "Well, wait a minute. You, if you you can't pay him minimum salaries for the next ten years, and then pay him some ridiculous amount in retirement, because that's circumventing the cap, essentially." That's so, right. That's right. So there's always a that. That's probably why we don't ever really talk or hear much about these. I uh, here's my my initial take. I'll give you a hot take right off, well, off the bat, and then we'll go from there. My initial take listen, is: Listen, Jordan and LeBron have life. They have lifetime contracts with Nike. Nike. All right, that's different. That's that's outside of the okay. sport, right? right. Um, and that could easily be a part of this, right? It could be some sort of establishment that they set up. But look, at Mike Trout's going to make 150 million by, by the end of this contract, right? He's 27. He's got two years left. So it, let's just say it's a 10 year deal, right? And sure. He's 29, going to 39 on, on his next contract, right? He's going to make three hundred and fifty million in that contract, right? Sure. He, that's five hundred and fifty million dollars. What else do you need when you're sixty years old, right? I mean, do you he, need? Does he, he wants need? enough to be able to buy the Eagles when he's done? <laughs> exactly. I mean, I just want enough to buy an Eagle. <laughs> All right. All right. The AMC Eagle car. Not even. I've got some really nerdy stuff for you go know, for nerd, ten a.m. Nerd moments. Because I really did my homework on this because I was very do. I was very intrigued by this buzzword, this lifetime word, right? Um, here's the thing. If he's, if it's the angels in Los Angeles, Anaheim, and they're offering this California state labor laws basically say, no, they do say any contract past seven years, uh, the employee can opt out any. So these hockey contracts of eight years out there, right? You can opt out after seven legally bound by California labor law. There's a law. So you can sign him to a lifetime contract, but if he's if he doesn't like where things are after nine, he can get the heck out of there. He That's can fascinating. Li- he can literally opt out of any kind of personal employment contract. I, so I started to do more research. What other states have this? New York doesn't have a t- an actual number on it, but they they firmly do not allow a lifetime contract. You have to have an end date on a contract in New York State. There has to be an endpoint. Well, and there's no, sta- there's no until you die. Essentially, well, New York's also a right to work state too. Sure, exactly. There, there is a whatever that means for contracts and sports, but you know, like right, you can, for example, in media, Paul. I'm sure you know when you had a contract in television. I had a contract in television, sure. and it used to be. Um, you know, you couldn't go somewhere. Yeah, couldn't like go the to non-compete a, part. That's right. Yeah, yes. right. You couldn't accept a competing offer that increased your position or salary because of a non-compete. But they, they've been ruled illegal Correct. in New right. York State. That's Correct. right. In media-wise, so it's not like, hey, I'm going to go across the street. Whatever. That's right. That's a hint. All right. Anyhow, go ahead. So just to, just to finish this point, there is one state currently 
that I know of. I, I didn't I didn't get across the board here, but one major baseball state that allows lifetime. They they actually say you're allowed a lifetime contract, and it's Illinois. So, oh boy! So start the oh Cubs and boy. White Sox rumors now, because if this is really going to happen, those are the two teams that can actually do this. They can actually pump some sort of yeah ambassadorship contract to Mike Trout. But if you but. He, can you, you can you do it while he's playing? I don't know because couldn't it be just be something that kicks in at, at a certain point? Right, see, there's I like a rider th- on it. I would think outside of the, the collective bargaining agreement, I think has to protect this. Um, and if I were an owner, I'd want protection in this for teams <laughs> because they'd sign my guys away and like, hey, we're going to give you a fifty year contract. Yeah, and when you're done playing, I'm going to pay you two million a year just to be here and uh, hand out peanuts. Yep. you know, ten times a year. Yeah, I, mean, I, again, I would think that would be a way CBA to circumvent issue. things. Right. It's right? a CBA issue. It's a it's a luxury tax issue. I mean, I can't imagine that that anybody, the other teams or the players union necessarily would be allow anything like that. Let's just all say it. This is never going to happen, right? Right. <laughs> no, you know, this, so, is, this is this is why the NHL. That's right. Uh, went to a collective bargaining agreement, went through lockouts because other it wasn't. It, it, it wasn't because owners weren't willing to spend money. That's right. In fact, they probably were the opposite. Yes. They were it was trying be, to be because, dirty with it. Because the Rangers had Yager on a $40 million deal, and they right. signed Bobby Holik to like $15 million. Bobby Holik! Like, let's make it, I think it was Who? 12. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he was a third line, uh, you know, great third line player for the Devils. He went to the Rangers. I want to say it was twelve or fifteen million. It was some crazy figure for Bobby Holik. No, my apologies, but if you can get it, get it, Bobby. Sure. But it was like they were spending a hundred and twenty million bucks on their roster, and meanwhile, the other teams like Buffalo, um, you know, like uh, Winnipeg's of the world, there's they yeah. couldn't keep Ducks up. Ducks underwater it. at that point. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So let's let's stay on that point because the the next big point with Trout to make is the CBA. His current deal ends in twenty twenty. The CBA expires after 2021, right? So there's a one-year gap, but there's a lot of talk that baseball wants to get rid of this luxury tax, that they want to open it up and, and become NBA, you know, NBA money. They want the NBA money, essentially. They want, they're a global, obviously, they're a global sport, right? And they've got, they've got huge fan bases out, you know, down south, out west, wherever, they, wherever these players are coming from, because it's a large majority now. And there's a lot of talk that after 2021, that the luxury tax could at least, if it's not gone, it's it's to a point where you can really spend. And for a guy like Mike Trout, where that contract sort of lines up, boy, that's exciting, right? Because what if you're talking 50 million a year? What if you're talking 50 million a year? Now, what it, it, 50 million a year, but not there? He doesn't like the he doesn't he doesn't care about the limelight. You're correct? right. Right, I mean, this is all in my notes here. You're, because you're hitting it. In, in the All Star game, remember, uh, Manfred said, "Oh, we got to get our stars to really awful. market, absolutely awful help take. market themselves," which is a terrible take. Awful. And he's like, "You know what? I'm just going to worry about playing baseball, right?" Mm-hmm. And that's what he did. Now, for the Angels, you know, he's not. I mean, if he was on the Dodgers, we'd know you'd watch more of, um, you know, Trout. The Dodgers are just a historic franchise. Darlings of it. The Angels are not. No, they're just not. Um, it's like the Clippers in L.A., mm-hmm. right to to the to the Lakers. So the the and they can call themselves the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim all you want. Uh-uh. <laughs> Anybody's been out there knows Anaheim's not in Los Angeles. No, not even close. Right? It's uh, that is a fallacy to, to put him there. The, they, they also have Otani. The Angels have averaged eighty three wins a year in his eight years. Eighty three. That's not going to get it done. No, 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 no. ninety is the minimum done. threshold, right? For not playoffs, good enough. Essentially. Yep. Right. 
Um, no, yeah, like they've they've tried. They've spent a ton on Pujols. They spent a, they spent a ton to get Otani in here. They spent a ton on Justin Upton. They've put players in place, but you know they lose nine pitchers to injury every year, and yeah, eighty three wins. That's not going to do it. So you're right. He's a he's a gamer. He's a competitive guy. He keeps his mouth shut. He stays away from the media for the most part, at least on the East Coast, right? I mean, yeah. God, we never see him. Never. You see him more at Philadelphia Eagles games than you do anywhere we'll, else. We'll get there. Don't worry. We'll okay. get there. Um, so I He just I, did a I cool agree. thing, by the way. He just did a cool thing with the, the girl who had the uh, bionic arm. Yes. Put on. She threw out the first pitch, and he was just – it just – he was, he was as great as you could be That's right. with he, that. He soaked it up. I, so, all right. Sorry. Um, okay. So, so yeah, that's, isn't that the, over, the, the low-hanging fruit here, right? Our, our, is Los Angeles even the right place for him for the next two years, let alone 12, right? Well, if he's not going to re-sign, they need to trade him. Okay. So, let's go there. Let's just, let's just go right there. Yeah. Well, there's an obvious... How, how, is it, how, how do you trade him? How do, how do you trade Mike Trout? Well, how do you let him go as a free agent? There's only one thing I can think of. It's Herschel Walker, and that's still not close, right? I mean, how do you trade that guy? He wouldn't be the first first round picks are super, garbage in baseball. Super superstar to be traded. I mean, yeah, but this is not. <laughs> I mean, no, I, you're, no, yeah, you're right. You're trading is, the greatest of all time. I, I, arguably. Maybe we're just a, I'm just become immune to the fact that anybody and everybody can get traded. I mean, you know, I. I you know, this is Mike Trout at age 27. No, I with got a ten you. WAR who averages 40 doubles, 35 home runs, and 120 RBIs well, a year. They're and not he's gonna, the best defensive outfielder. Yeah, the they're, well, Coast. they're not going to trade him until the final year of his deal. But my question is, how do you even do it? Well, I'm just what do you, what do you but, give up for a guy like Mike Trout? Oh, that keeps you relevant. You have to give up. That's the point. You're trying to go to a winning franchise. Here. I, I, prob- I probably think you'd have to give up your top three prospects oh, in your system. I think that's just the starting point. Yeah, well, it, you, and then you have to give an outfielder. You got to probably give some cash. I'm, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you'd structure that deal. But my, if you're my, the I guess Angels. My point is, I don't know if it's possible, Kevin. That's my point. Well, no, it, it is possible because if you're the Angels, right. you can't let him walk for nothing. But think about the unless you're Unless you're in the mix, right? It's like Bryce Harper. There but he's talks- walking. But he's walking. So did Pujols. They walked for free. Well, I, I the think Cardinals were point. different, though, weren't they? They had a chance to win. Yeah. With Pujols, like if so the the argument is this: All right, you know you got him for two more years. Two more. Load up and try to win with him. But they've done that already, and it hasn't worked. Right. That, I, I'm with you, and and I got this morning. I got myself to well, maybe they should consider trading him this winter. And then I stopped myself when I thought, this guy's untradeable, right? You'd have, to, you'd have to completely blow up a franchise to get back what you wanted from Mike Trout. Let me ask you this. Would you entertain Bryce Harper for Mike Trout straight no, up? No way. They're not even close. Well, I know I, they're not I close. Deep, I did a deep dive this morning. It's not but even close. But if you're the Angels, you're talking about what are you getting back? You need a star back or potential stars back. So are you saying they should sign Bryce Harper? The Angels this offseason? Is that what you're saying? Because he's about to walk. Well, no. I'm just saying if you traded him. You're saying that's the level that, that, of player? That's, well, I would think that's kind of the level. Unless you trade him knowing that you're going – unless you sign Bryce Harper knowing that you're going trade Mike Trout. Yeah, there you go. That's yeah, possible. Yeah, I mean, to me, that's possible. The Angels might want to just trade one for one there in terms of free agency. Right. But Correct. But Are you getting down the road here somewhere to the yeah, point of the Phillies? For sure. Okay. For sure. And I think they're all going to be there. Right. I think, I think Philadelphia has a chance right now. With the capital they have, I mean, they're, they're a cash-friendly team. <laughs> That's a big city, right? It's a big sports town. They've got all these kids who damn near got them to the finish line, right? They're out of it now. But they, they damn well got themselves into the postseason with 
just kind of kids throwing themselves out there and playing hard. They've got Machado. They've got Harper this offseason that they can make serious runs at. I don't know if they get one or both or either. Um, it's, it's very possible they get both this offseason. And then it's very possible that Mike Trout wants to go there because he grew up 50 miles away. Sure. The, oh, he would want to be, go and there all in a three second. of those players complement each other. Yep. All three of them. I mean, you're talking the, a middle infielder, a corner outfielder, and then Trout in center field. Obviously, there's no DH, so that, that's a problem you know, for, for down the road. But that's, we don't need to be talking about 10-year deals with any of these guys. Those days have got to be done. They've got to be done, right? I'm not going to say it for the 700th time on this podcast, but we, players need options. Teams need options. The money is big enough on a yearly basis where you don't need to go and extend out you know, eight years anymore. Give them four years of good pay. But yeah, Philadelphia is a really promising location for any of these players, any of these major stars. Okay, well, let me, let me give you one that you're going to hate, I'm yeah. going to hate, I think you're going. To, we're all Mets fans here, yeah. right? Degrom. Yeah, I know. I mean, I know because the Angels are proof that you can't just load up offensively. No. You need arms. You do. You do. Um, I've thought about it myself. That that's the kind of player that that LA could be tar- targeting to get back for a trial. But that's just the start. No, right? I'm not saying the guy to get back. I'm saying Degrom to go to Philly, possibly. Right. But it could also be Degrom to go to the Angels. Sure. <laughs> right. Sure. Um, here's the. thing. I don't see Trout as a Met. No, no. God, I do. I just have no faith in the Mets. Okay, let's let me just put sure, it that okay, way. Sure, I'm sure. just I, from an organizational standpoint. From an organizational sure. standpoint, but, I mean, come on. But the guys. style of ball they play, he he sort of fits that mold perfectly. Well, right? sure, that he the, does. That was the I, Beltran, right? That that all made yes. sense back in the day. Um, here's the thing: uh, if Trout is going to be tradable, a team like Philadelphia could actually be conceivable because they've got these young kids who now have experience. Right, you wouldn't be gutting your prospects, which is something you don't want to do if you're putting Trout on on a six or seven year deal. You want to have guys that can come up and, and sort of keep things going. Well, Philly's young; they've sh- they've shown some talent. They've got a couple of guys in positions who are battling right now for roles and spots in that team. They could they could trade three or four of those kids active in the majors right now for a guy like Trout, plus a pick, plus money, plus sure. prospects. Still, sort of keep themselves intact to some degree. Bring in Machado, bring in Harper, have Trauco with that. Talk about a DeGrom or, or another one of the superstar pitchers who are going to hit the market eventually here. And, uh, right, they've got Aaron Nola already. They've got Arietta for two more years. I mean, right. they're, they're built sort of right now to make a huge splash, and they could make a gigantic splash is what I'm saying. This could all work. All these pieces sort of fit on a, from a baseball standpoint. They're just going to need about $300 million <laughs> you well, know, up front. Well, if they get Mike <laughs> Trout, all right, if this happens – then they have to make a commitment to play in the old powder blue <laughs> type right. Absolutely. of uniforms, That's right? right? Absolutely. I mean, yeah, like, Throw you know, back. when we saw Schmidt and Rose. Mm-hmm. Trout needs to have Luzinski on the back of his jersey at some point. And he's too, got so. a grown afro like Greg Maddox. That's Absolutely. never going to happen. You know. That's never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe to Graham. Remember, remember, <laughs> my, remember the great line about uh, Greg Maddox, right? The center fielder, right? Maybe the all-time best defensive center fielder. Remember the great line that the announcers used to use all the time was two-thirds of the world is covered by water, the other third by Gary Maddox. Very nice. <laughs> right. Very nice. I don't. I don't. I don't remember that line. Oh, that's a classic '70s yeah. announcer. I just. Line. I Absolutely. just. I just thought those uniforms are great. 
Yep. Yeah, those old I school like ones. So, well, but. speaking of cool uniforms, this is our transition into our topic number two for the day. Let's do it. All right, let's move from. Uh, let's talk about uh, the black and the gold here. One of the still one of the classiest <laughs> uniforms in all of pro sports. And we're talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, here. same state, by the way. Yeah, really. in, in Pennsylvania. What there. is going on in Pittsburgh? Um, you know, have they hit the wall there? Have uh, you know? I mean, they still got great players, but the Le'Veon Bell thing seems to be hanging over them. This is my now, Super Bowl pick. Now for the Antonio AFC. Brown. You know, I mean, <laughs> you know, I I think people overestimated how good their defense was going to be. The defense was awful last year after Ryan Shazier got hurt, and I think people thought they were just going to go back to what they were before, and they haven't, and their problems have been as much about defense as it has anything else, Mike. It has. I mean, that's certainly what's shown over two weeks here, but uh, look, the dysfunction is really sort of surrounding the team, right? It's not even just what's on the field right now. Yeah, they're bad, um, and they're a tough watch right now. They're sort of figuring it out, and, and maybe they get to a point where they can win eight or nine games still, but uh, they're not the Steelers of old. I think that's pretty clear. They've, they've broken down that defense to the point where they, I think they're rebuilding at this point with that defense. And the absence of Le'Veon Bell, while you know, I know it, many want to believe that James Conner is just going to be just fine, but he, not he nor Bell. anyone is Le'Veon Bell. No. And that's the point here, right? Um, this, is a, this is a GM, Steelers, Vendetta, contract negotiation, wall is what this is right this is something that they've got their they're set in their ways with their contract structures they will not guarantee your salary they don't they give you a bonus and say that's it get out of here go play and this is finally catching up to them and that's the point here that's the point that's why i want to bring it on this podcast um i don't need to talk about how good Le'Veon bell is how good antonio brown is because they're both pissed right now right right they're pissed that they're going to they're pissed that they haven't gotten paid you know Le'Veon bell is you know, doing whatever he's doing, but he's not playing any football. And he's probably pretty happy about that because all signs point to him next year being the highest paid running back in the history of football. Still, whether he does anything this year or not. And it may be to his contractual benefit to not Stay play this year. Stay right. off. Stay away. Right. I mean, that's, a, you know, he's not getting paid, but he's also not taking the licks. That's right. Right. The hits. Phys, uh, all those physical things, it makes him, you know, we've, you've mentioned this before, makes him a fresher player. Yeah, and keep in mind, crazy. Mike, you may know these numbers off the top of your head. He probably has had more touches in the first X amount of years of his career than any other running back in NFL history. Ever. Ever. So Ever. so not only is he getting the break of not getting hit, but he's he's taking what has been a career that was headed towards kind of burning itself out because of the a mere amount of use. And the best thing that may happen to him is to sit the year out. He made $4 million over his first four and a half years, right? I mean, he's at $16 million now. Gurley, Gurley gets at this year. You know what I mean? And Gurley's been close in terms of touches over the past few seasons, but Gurley got paid, right? <laughs> right? And that's the difference. And this is Pittsburgh. This is Pittsburgh basically saying, we, we can't give you the structure that you're demanding. And, and it, it's amazing to me that Antonio Brown agreed to that contract, by the way. It's amazing to me. I mean, he's Why is be, it so bad? He got 19 million guaranteed. Mm-hmm. 19 million. That's it. 17 of which came last year. I mean, I mean, he's done. So is that part of why he seems angry? No, because he's seen all these other receivers that he knows aren't at, as good as him getting he, money. He, but he agreed to it. He he's been there long enough to know, and, and his agents, you know, Rosenhaus has been there in that system long enough to know how that works. Um, clearly, they wanted to be there, which I don't know if that was the best call because they. I think. Many of us kind of saw this coming with Ben and things like that, sort of taking a down a downward spiral here. But Brown Brown wanted to be there. 
and his contract was good enough for him to stay. But from a structure standpoint, no, it'll never hold up to the to the Beckhams or the Hopkins or, or, or even the Devontae Adams in Green Bay because, you know, his paychecks sort of dwindle off here over the next three years. His total guaranteed money is $19 million. Just the bonus. Just always. The, always just the bonus in, in Pittsburgh. And that's my point. That the negotiating ends and starts and ends with the signing bonus, right? That is your that is your guaranteed money. You've got to be on the team week one, become a vested, vested veteran to get that salary kicked in. Um, but his base salary this year is only nine hundred fifty. Well, they restructured 000. him because they're in cap hell too. Oh, oh, by the oh, way, that's right. He got a re- <laughs> he restructured to three point two, right? Yeah. So they cut him down, but his his cap hit next year is going to be over twenty two million dollars now. Over twenty two million. They're, they're not. They're that's not. that's a quarterback. Right. That's the third highest non-quarterback cap hit in the league right now for Antonio that's Brown. That's his cap hit. But that's what's his, his cap hit. He's only going to make $15 million cash. Right. So that's what I'm saying. His cash flow drops off from here, which is going to piss him off like Julio Jones. Sure. You know, as his contract near the end. To but, which everybody listening is saying, oh, co- just shut up and take the $15 million. Of course. It'd be easy to say from yeah, the outside. No. When you're talking about value, what your value is, and that's what this is all about, is what your value is with your coworker. So when you're thinking about it, the guy in the cube next door who is also selling insurance, okay, you guys are both doing the same job, maybe a performance incentives, but there's a certain value to your position. That's the same thing you're talking, that's why SpotTrack.com is great, because it shows you the value of the players in the position at the level they perform at. Right. And, uh, and look, uh, Antonio Brown did Le'Veon Bell no favors by agreeing to this contract because he basically, you know, put the foot in concrete and said, I- I'm here to win and I'm going to take whatever Pittsburgh can give me. And this is the structure they-, they work on. And that's it. I mean, that's, that's just how this works. Well, Bell didn't want to do that, obviously, because the, I think Pittsburgh offered him a really nice contract on paper, right? The terms sure. sounded great, but this is, this is the reality of it. This is, it would have been the same structure as Brown. It would have been a, a signing bonus with pay-as-you-go salaries and maybe a roster bonus here and there. But for a running back especially, that's not going to cut it. You know what I mean? That's just not going to cut it. A guy who gets 400 touches a year, he's your second-best wide receiver. He's your first-best running back by about 1,000, right? Yes. And, uh, you know, it's hard to argue against him. I've seen a lot of people go one way and a lot of people go the other. I know uh, Mike Florio over Pro Football Talk, he is adamant for this holdout. He has been he's been clamoring for it. He's, he was clamoring for Aaron Donald. He was he was all in on Cleo Mack. There, there's a certain level of player at his position, and I think we've seen it with Mack, right? Yes. I mean, Mack's come out firing. <laughs> you know, just is, just feed the monster and let him play. He is playing out of control. And, right and part of me thinks the same would happen with Bell, right? I mean, he this is he's age 27. He's in his prime here. He wants to go. Um, somebody's going to feed him the money next year, and I, and I think they'll be, at least for a year or two, they're going to really reap those benefits. So, Jets. Everybody keeps throwing the Jets in that that's the, that's the logical one, right? right? Yeah, so one. he's he's on a franchise tag contract. So he is, what is he? He is unsigned, though. But he, he, he hasn't. He did not sign that. He's essentially off out of the league right now. He has been offered a contract, but has not accepted it. And he has until middle of November to sign it. Otherwise, it's just gonzo. And he can't play. Can't play. How long do you think the holdout? How long do you think? How long do you think he holds out? To, I, I think he goes right up to that deadline. I and think he comes he goes back right, for the last six well, weeks of the season. Well, I, he, here's here's another point I wanted to bring up. Here is what if Pittsburgh's two and six? Correct. Right. I was, I was just going to bring up. Do you trade him? Well, I think that's probably the best move. I think Pittsburgh needs to lick their wounds here and say, "All right, we've done some damage here, and it's showing on the field." Right. I mean, yes. I mean, he's going to walk anyway. He's going to walk. Likely, he's going right? to walk. Yeah. 
So now that question becomes much like with the Mac deal. Are yeah. you trade? You have to trade your assets for Le'Veon Bell, but you also have to figure out the contract situation. So if the Jets are willing to make a trade for Le'Veon Bell, it's it's a we're giving you up a couple of draft picks, but we also have to get the contract negotiated. It's it's even riskier because no one's going to trade for him just for the last six weeks, right? They, they have to. It's even riskier. You can't extend Le'Veon oh, Bell. Oh, you can't. After that July 15th deadline with the franchise tag, there's no extension for that year. So you've got to play so him will, out. It will basically be a trade for six weeks of a guy. It will, and then hopefully, there, hopefully the, there's a wink-wink that you right, know, we're well, going to extend you when it's, when it's possible. So how do you negotiate? What are the, what are the, the Steelers are going to get a fifth-round draft pick for that? It's not going to be much. No, it's not going to be much. But, you know, but look at it. A team... Week six, Can you week put in seven. a trade, a contingency that if you resign him, you, we now get a second round pick, or? Can you do that? I mean, That's how, how, if I'm the Jets, how am I negotiating that trade with the Steelers for Le'Veon Bell in November? If I'm the Jets. If, I'm I, the... if it's a wink-wink that I feel yeah. like I'm going to make him the offer that he wants to sign him, yeah. but I can't, and there's a chance I'm only getting him for six weeks, you're not giving up a second-round pick for him, right. but you would be if you're going to have him for the next three years. Let's not be naive here. If you, if you make that move and you give up – What's given up will tell you if the a deal is done. Oh, that's of course. Right. That's right. Of course. I mean, if it's a first round pick, then you know they've worked out a wink wink. They have a deal done and it'll be consummated when he can be extended. That's right. I mean, let's not be naive here. That's right. That's how you know yeah, the wink winks happen and they're, yes. they're good for the game too. I mean, we don't we don't want to see anybody get shelled for six weeks, you know, giving up a third round pick for Bell, which I think that's 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 it. It's a third round pick. Yeah. I think that's it's it. It's LaShawn McCoy third round we'll pick. We'll get there. We'll okay. get there. Yeah. You're jumping the gun, Kevin. All right, sorry. I was, well, I was just taking the same position. We're talking about trade trade people, but all right, let, let's let's put a bow on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. This does this it's uh, doesn't it's look like it's gonna happen with Bell. It's, Brown is pissed off. It's dif- it's dysfunctional, they're not, good. they're not winning. Um and and my my strong belief is that a lot of this has to do with their contract negotiation negotiating schemes and, and standards. And maybe this is the uh, the the straw that breaks the camel's back there. Maybe we start seeing some more free open contracts there to because uh, they're going to have to start attracting some free agents, right? They've got to rebuild this defense, or and, they just uh, going to do this the same way the Steelers have always done it, which is just build yeah. and from the draft and really never be an active free agent player. Okay, we might be living in a world where the 2019 Steelers don't have Bell or Ben. Yeah, and if that's the case, maybe Brown really does want to be traded next year, right? Yeah, that's the the so. residual of all this. Is does Ben's already hinted at walking away? If yeah. they get rid of those guys, is he? It kind of or looks like he should, frankly, he? <laughs> if Ben says, "I am tired of dealing with Antonio Brown," even though he's a great player, I'm tired of this. I'm done. Well, there is a team that's got a ton of cap space mm-hmm. in 2019 that needs receivers. Uh, yeah, and you know that's same area code that we're in. Yes, uh, the Bills. So can I can transition to Lashawn McCoy? Let's do it. Um, I mean, this Lashawn McCoy yeah. has to be on the trade market. Yeah, has to be. I've identified I think seven or eight guys here that I think are definitely at least being considered as we sort of you know dive into the year here and teams sort of figure out who they are. And I think the Bills already know who they. Well, I shouldn't say that. I think that the league knows who the Bills are, and. Vegas knows who the Bills are. <laughs> That's right. But they're like a 16-point underdog. 17. I 17 saw. in yeah. Minnesota. That's incredible. Yeah, that may is that. That's got to be close that. to being one of some of the highest That's in the last five years. Unbelievable. Even though the Bills' defense is terrible or has been the first two weeks, yeah. and rookie quarterback on the road, 
17 points, Brett. I don't know if I touch that. That's right. All right, so you have three. Oh. You have starting with LaShawn McCoy. You also have three potential Buffalo Bills players that could yeah. you could see being. Traded. Well, I mean, you know, you speak to a team that looks to be this bad, and yeah, you got to start selling pieces off that you don't want for right. your immediate future. Right? So, what's the market for McCoy? It's, it's and, and keep in mind he's hurt. He's got another injury. You know, he's always, injured, and he's and got more off-field off allegations. Right. right. Yeah. Um, look, it's not what Bell would get. There's no way. Even though McCoy has next year locked in, he's he's signed through 2019, so that's to his benefit or the Bills' benefit when they're looking to shop him. If they're looking to shop him, have to be. Um, have I would be. think so. I mean, he's 29 going on 30. He'll be 31 by the time this thing's all done. That's old for a running back. Yes, it's yes. old. He's been. It, 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 what's the likelihood of him being back here next year? No zero. Zero. No zero. So if it's zero, then you have to think about trading him. Yeah. I just don't know how much of a market there is for him. Uh, old legs tend to be looked at negatively in the NFL. Uh, he, 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 he has some baggage, as you mentioned, yeah. Kevin. Uh, here he is with a rib injury again. He's played through a lot of that stuff. But, I, you know, the, to me, it's a midseason injury for a contending team that loses its number one running back that says, what are we going to do? Our backup isn't good enough. Can we get somebody in here who can give us a month and a half worth of boost and you're willing to give up a fourth-round pick for LaShawn McCoy? That's right. Yeah, injury spur actions, and uh, that's going to happen. We've got a month and a half left here before this all has to get done. It's the Adrian it's Peterson scenario in a lot of ways, isn't yeah. it? They're, they're somewhat similar in the stories there, aren't they? Very. Can they still play? Mm-hmm. Sure they can. Can you rely on them to play week in and week out? No, they're, they're, they're not there anymore. That's right. That. Yeah, I don't think he, he comes in as a three-down back for anybody at this point. No. Um, but – He's shown he can kind of work out of the backfield. He can catch the ball a little bit and things like that. Um, he's going to make a contender better. <laughs> That's There's no question. The other, the other two guys you have on the Buffalo list, I don't see much uh, of a market no. for either uh, Kelvin Benjamin or Shaq Lawson. No. No. They're, They're both, uh, they both have not performed at all. And the only sell I can give Buffalo would be to sell that they're just not performing for our team, right? That these are these are great players and that want to be, be somewhere a free else agent next year, right? Benjamin is so, go- yep. He, so nobody no one's going to make any investment. He's also on a 13 million dollar salary. Oof. Right. So you're going to have right. to chop that up. Uh, How about you die for a football? That's yeah. all. That's all uh, for those that watched the Monday night game, um, ha- I felt a little jolted at how far Seattle has fallen. Yeah. Uh, they're 0-2. They, they look nothing like the team that we remember. And that's just inevitable. And if you've read, there was a good story in Sports Illustrated, I think, in the last week about the dynamics of what went on in Seattle with the crazy that, that the crazy guys on defense and, and, and Pete Carroll just got tired of it and had to get rid of the Richard Shermans and the Bennett's yeah. of the world. But in turn, you know, the, the Legion of Boom is gone. It, it, it shredded. I mean, they're not the. They have Russell Wilson and a bunch of guys. So that leads you to another team that has some names that could be of value. For sure. Yeah. I mean, Earl Thomas held out. He wanted to get paid. He wanted to get traded. He got neither. <laughs> right. He's back, and uh, at this point, he's just a showcase. Yeah, he's he's going to walk with, as well. With like it's like a hello, my name is Earl tag because he right. doesn't know anybody in that locker room anymore. That's right. <laughs> he's just waiting for one of these these decent teams, you know, like Green Bay. That's probably a good destination, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, just to figure out that they really do need a guy like that, and I think that's going to happen. I think you can walk in an Earl Thomas trade here. For sure. Any other Seahawks that that fit that mold? If it's going to be a rebuilding year that's headed towards a Look, I don't you know, know six they, and ten year in Seattle, I, part of me worries that Seattle doesn't know where they, who they are yet. Part of me thinks that they can still compete out there, um, or they, at least they think they can, and they know that they've got a couple years of Russell Wilson left, and they're trying to squeeze this thing out. Uh, they're bad. 
they're, they're being exposed right now for how bad that offense always has well, been. Well, the, the right? line has always been bad. <laughs> always. The defense and the skill position guys carried them, but now the skill position guys aren't any good anymore. But the defense you, stinks. Well, if you think about it, the skill position guys were never the best. No, they, they but, were never but elite. the Baldwins of the world and, yeah. and, and Marshawn Lynch and those guys were raised everybody's level around them. That's right, yeah. And they're, they've, re- they've really breaking, broken down, whether free agency or trades or injuries or whatever, um, they're at a bad bad spot right now, and I equate the Russell Wilson situation a lot to the Trout discussion we just had, right? R- Wilson's got to figure out if Seattle's long-term for him, because if if they, if not, he's got two years left, just like Trout, right? Just like Aaron Rodgers just had in Green Bay, but there was no discussion about him leaving, obviously. Russell could leave, and if Russell's going to leave, Russell should leave now, right? Yeah. Russell yeah. should leave right now because there's going to be franchises who are going to be flipping quarterbacks next year. A, a lot of them potentially. Right. Right. I mean, the big guys, the Giants with Eli, the the, the Steelers with Ben. Um, Philip Rivers is only getting older here. There, there's a couple of franchises who are in decent spots outside of an aging quarterback who, who could use a 29 year old Russell Wilson for the next five years and go. So Seattle could get some serious compensation and rebuild themselves by flipping Russell Wilson. So it's definitely something to think about. All right. One of the, I think we're headed towards a very intriguing um, quarterback situation coming in. And I'm going to combine this with a plug for the, the Spot Track app because I was at dinner last night with the family and Ryan Fitzpatrick's name came up and somebody said, God, how much money has he made? So I went right to the Spot Track app and figured out that Ryan Fitzpatrick had made $58 million in his career. Yep. But here comes Fitz I again. Been more. Every three years, Fitz has a great year that gets him another three years so now Fitz is lighting it up back to back 400 yard passing games Jameis Winston's got one more game on his suspension what are they going to do and you think that maybe the solution may be to put Jameis on the market well I think he's probably already there yes I I would assume after the uh, he's probably been there all summer to be honest based on you know just the off the field stuff his his inability to sort of take take a hold of those reins out there and, and make this franchise better and boy look who look who's done it right <laughs> I mean it didn't take much and it, and it's just another piece to the conversation of these sort of middle of the road veterans who come into the right situation and just perform that's all it takes right we don't need like we went through this this age of quarterback where we needed these guys to be superheroes. Right, like we wanted Cam Newtons everywhere in the league, and these guys who could do everything and just sort of become the focal point. It's sort of like hockey with the goaltender, Kevin. We had that discussion where yeah. there was an age where you know if you didn't have the you know the second or third best goalie in the league, you were dead. And teams sort of built around that philosophy, and a lot of them fizzled out because of it. If you couldn't afford it, or, or you know you didn't have an offense and defense to go with it, it's it's a balanced game. It's a team sport. And and I love the Case Keenum's and I love the Nick Foles stories and I love the Ryan Smith expert because it balances out everything financially, production, everything sort of works out. Look at Fitz isn't just doing this on his own; he's making in a, a, a back end of a career. Deshaun Jackson looks like a, he's the best wide receiver in football right now, and not just from yardage. I mean, he's doing everything better than he's done in the past three years. So it, it's it's really neat. It's here. It's great to hear Fitz kind of speak to this because he he sort of understands that he's just thrown himself in a position that is working 
right? He's doing nothing different than he's done over the past five years. No. You know, his, his arm looks Same great. Same thing happened with the Jets three years, you know, a couple he, of years ago. He had ago. a year like that in Buffalo. He had a year like that with the Jets. Right, and he has um, a year like that, and he gets paid, and then he goes back to being who he is, which is a mediocre career backup that the rest of the league so, figures out, and then the other team is left with a bad contract, so they cut him and somebody else picks him up because they're like, well, he's a good backup, and in case we need him. Yeah, but he might be through the first two games, the most cost-effective quarterback in the National Football League, right? Uh, 3.3 million? It's not even close. I, I yeah. ran our, our best values for the first two weeks, and he's not even close, number one. Um, and there's some names on there that you probably will uh, – I'll post that out on Twitter this afternoon. But, yeah, there's going to be some names. It's quite a, Not even close to quarterback? He, he is the number one, and it's not even close. Right. His 3.3 okay. million is such a ridiculous value. It's not even right. worth, worth talking about. <laughs> um, but don't you think, if anything, to get back to Winston here and the trade candidate, don't you think this is just a great reason for them to trade him? Right? Like before it was because he wasn't, he wasn't maybe going to be the superstar they thought he was, or he, he's got off-field stuff, but we're, we, maybe we shouldn't care about that and just keep this guy because he's pretty good. But isn't, isn't Fitzpatrick now a yeah, reason but, to go out and say, we don't need this guy Jets- anymore? Didn't the situation with Fitz and the Jets tell the, the Bucks everything they need but to the know? Yes, they but, should. Ha- but they the should. Bucks were supposed to be the second worst team in football. They were bad. Yeah, but they're a bad team. But the the, the world catches up to Ryan Fitzpatrick. It always does. But I, I guess so. What I'm somewhere if, along the line, somebody has to say we can win with Jamin Wayne's Winston. We have won before. You know, are we? Won uh, what, how, well, they haven't won with him. They've no, won no games way. with him. They've had a winning record with him before. I mean, I I just I don't know. I I I love Ryan Fitzpatrick. I know him a little bit from having covered him. He's a, he's one of the all time great guys in NFL history. But he is what he is and he has these spurts where he looks great and then he goes back to being who he is the Jets found that out by giving him a huge contract when the whole world told him if Fritz isn't going to do that again yeah. and you lo- and, and you took away his good receivers remember the Jets the, the Jets had Marshall and forget the other the other wide receiver that that they lit it up with that one mm-hmm. year the name is escaping me they had great receivers yes. that year um, and then they got rid of those receivers, and then Fitz went back to being the backup guy that you never really want to play. Well, here he is on another team with great receivers, and it'll go back to being that again. So be careful when you build around him, and even be more careful if you let a guy who has the potential potential to be a top-flight quarterback walk out the door. It's fair. It's going to be very interesting when $21 million comes up in front of their faces next, well, next March. Of course, we all know that has a factor in all of that. Because yes. that's, that's where we are. If this was year two of Jameis Winston, this is even a conversation. But this is year four going on year five with that option in place. And that's a lot of money for a guy who might be sitting on the bench. You mm-hmm. think of Eric Decker? Yes. Okay. Thank you. It was Decker and Marshall were the two starting wide receivers with the Jets that year. Yeah. And look, yeah. Fitz went we, we nuts. know we, we're we're sitting in Buffalo. We we know what what happens when you give Fitz fifty million dollars, and you know six weeks later you you already went out of it. But right. um, I'm not saying do that. I'm not saying you know th- throw money at Ryan Fitzpatrick and make him your guy going forward. I'm saying he's the perfect placeholder right now to get yourself out of what might, might be a bad situation. Yeah, I agree with that. That's it. I mean, sometimes you just, you got to move on, right? And, yeah. you know, how many... It's a lot cheaper to start over is what I'm saying. You could throw $21 yes. million for four years at a rookie quarterback. <laughs> Correct. Right. And, you know, uh, how much longer are you going to go with Winston and deal? And, like, this is not the first off-field off right. thing. And his behavior m- accelerates that decision. I understand that completely. Yeah. And, listen, you have a quarterback who... This is what I love about Fitz. 
He's a gunslinger. Oh, right? he always has been. Yes. Which is his also his downfall. But, right, but you know what? He, he, it, it's all or nothing with a guy, and but, I love that about but him. But isn't that why this is working? Yes, I mean, it he, is. He's got four legitimate weapons yes. that just want to run all day. And this is perfect. If, you throw if he's Mike healthy, Evans' territory, Mike Evans goes up and gets much same thing like with, Jackson. with Marshall and you know Decker was a little different, but yeah, yeah, it works. A two tight end set to, to keep him up upright and then just let him throw all day. It's 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 fun to watch. By the way, high marks for how he came out to Sean. Oh Jackson. my god, oh, that was amazing. Outfit. It's an all timer. Just it's amazing. It's an all timer. All right. <laughs> As we wrap up uh, this podcast, we want to mention that you have a first half NBA contest, fantasy contest coming up at SpockTrack.com. Yeah, we did, we did this with the NFL, and uh, we got a great response. And hopefully the uh, NBA fans come out of the woodworks here soon because it's, it's about that time. We're at a hockey preseason. We are going to do a hockey contest as well. So those of you that kind of follow hockey, here's how it's going to work with both of these sports. We're going to, we're going to do it uh, first half and then another one at the second half just because it's such a long year and we want to kind of keep things active. But basically, you're going to create a free team. You're going to pick one player from every team in the league, right? So if we're talking hockey, you're, you're going right down the line. You've got to fill, fill out a, a roster based on positions that we've picked, and it's going to be pretty standard. Uh, we're going to use our value scoring, which means you're going to use their actual cap hit for the 2018-19 season. So you're going to have to uh, keep your cap as low as possible, above the floor, below the cap limit, obviously. So you can't just draft uh, LeBron no. James, Kevin Durant, well, you, right. right. You can't go too high and you can't go too low. You right. can't just throw a bunch of rookies on your roster and you can't right. just throw all the veterans. Right. Uh, so and, and you'll be scored based on how low your cap is. So gotcha. we could curve it that way. So hockey and basketball both coming in the next couple of weeks here. Uh, 30 man rosters for each. And, uh, you know, we'll hopefully we'll get a, a good following. We're going to give away some cash prizes at the end of the half. Next week, you're going to have to update me on how I'm doing with my football team that yeah. I entered. I will. I'll, you we'll entered it. that? I did. <laughs> like you're part it was of the really show. Hard. It's all right. It is hard to do. It was really, Anyone really who hard. Anyone to do it. Yeah. 32 to, man roster. To have to come up with one guy on every team was incredibly hard. See, that's a difference, uh, you know, with online media and traditional media. <laughs> that's right. It's like any traditional media uh, employees and families of other stations are not eligible, but I guess it doesn't matter I, on the internet. I didn't deem. Paul. I didn't deem. Pe- I do Paul it to support cap experts, Spot though. He was. Yeah. He was. He was through. I do it to <laughs> no, no cap experts allowed, but we, we let Paul through. He didn't even. He <laughs> didn't even get that I'm shot. So far from that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that does it. SpotTrack.com to enter those contests. Yeah. Look out for those. Make sure you follow uh, SpotTrack on Twitter. It's at SpotTrack. S P O T R A C. You know that because you listen to this. And Facebook.com slash Spot Track. And be sure to rate us on iTunes or wherever that you get your pods. For Mike Janetti, Paul Peck, I'm Kevin Sylvester. Thanks for listening to the SpotTrack.com podcast.